You know what I like to think about sometimes? I like to think about Jason Sudeikis, vanity searching Ted Lasso on Twitter. <laughs> yes. And liking every tweet that says something complimentary about Ted Lasso. He has liked a tweet from every host of this show. <laughs> I am, I feel, I cannot lie. I feel so much less special now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had not yet tweeted the the thing that my uh, my wife said when we were watching the most recent episode, which was this show. You know, it it seems like it totally wouldn't work, but yet everything combines to make it so likable. It's it's the Ted Lasso of Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's like you know what? That's yeah, I think really you. Good. I think Guy had sent Guy had sent a like a screenshot of um, Sudeikis liking his tweet, and then you sent a screenshot of him liking your tweet, and I was like. He probably liked mine too, and I looked, and sure enough, he had liked mine too. We can. I felt so unspecial. I did not send it to you guys because you all got your likes first because you watched it first. I just need to say, if you know, if he's that at loose ends, like, should we have him on the show? Like, does he does he want to come on? Does he want to chat? Does he need does he need a hug? Does he do a Scottish accent? Yeah. Does he need Does he need friends? We could be his friends. Sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, J- so Jason Sudeikis, if you're listening to the show, open invitation, which we assume open you are. Invitation. We're going to yeah. put Ted Lasso in the name, so that you'll find. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good. We're, we're doing that. That is some very specific <laughs> SEO. <laughs> um, <laughs> thirsty, thirsty SEO. <laughs> what I think is the magic of of Ted Lasso is that it not that it works on a lot of levels, but that it's it's a lot of different things at the same time. It doesn't feel like it would work on broadcast television the same way. And no. I feel no. like it's, I feel like it's a, well, the first Apple TV show that feels to me really brilliantly engineered to try to appeal to lots of different kinds of audiences at once. And, like, and yet without feeling like, like stupid that, or cringe comedy from the office. And yeah, exactly. And we have people who like want sports and we want people who want like emotion. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I don't it know, is cringe though, for the most part. I mean, like that's the thing. My, my wife didn't want to watch it cause she was really worried it would be very cringy and she finds it so charming that like it doesn't even have that that aspect yeah. for her yeah but i think you could be drawn into it assuming it's going to yeah, be based that's on fair. the character that's fair yeah yeah i mean and, and it is it is one of those things that, again it doesn't seem like it's your work because essentially this character wasn't this character created a bit essentially as like a sports like a skit yeah. for nbc sports yeah, it or was something? to promote nbc's coverage of premier football right yeah so yeah. amazing that that and then and i believe bill lawrence is involved with the show that's and, right. I mean, that to of me, I mean, I'm a big Scrubs yeah. and other fans. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big right, Bill right. Lawrence fan. I've always enjoyed his work. So I'm glad that he knows uh, nothing of your work. He knows nothing. That's that is true. He probably isn't vanity searching our Ted Lasso tweets. That's for sure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he pays people to do that. That's right. <laughs> is this the show? <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Jason Sudeikis would like a Ted Lasso shirt, which I understand oh. they might be selling on um, on on Cotton Bureau. I don't, I don't know, know who would make that know. though. I don't know who would do such a thing, but. Um, <laughs> you, you get a cut of those molds. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Forgive my total lack of knowledge of of soccer. It's is it a fictional team? Is that why you had to make yeah. the shirt? Yeah, it's a fictional team. Right? Did not realize. Yeah. Are their opponents fictional teams as well? No. Um. Actually, the fir- the one that they play Crystal first, Palace? Crystal Palace, yeah, is actually they're they're the ones that that's their stadium that they play the that they uh, film the show. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you guys. Uh, I mean, I know that we're mostly a Ted Lasso podcast and always have been. 
I do have some new hardware <laughs> in my hot little hands. Lots of Apple products in Ted Lasso, too. <laughs> oh, my God. The only thing that I, I I get annoyed at all Apple TV shows, and we've talked about this because there is prominent usage of Apple products. Like, even the sort of villainous boss lady has an iMac <laughs> oddly placed yeah. in her bedroom. I couldn't spot a keyboard or mouse for it, but the, <laughs> the iMac is there. It's actually a touchscreen <laughs> iMac. That's why. Mm, mm. I, ass- I assume that for all mankind, when it catches up, um, we'll, we'll start having like, you know, Apple twos, the Mac, the Mac plus and stuff like that. I, I never, um, I never know characters names. I know Ted Lasso's name because it's in the name of the show, but his, his assistant coach, his co-coach, coach, coach, coach Beard. Is, coach when Beard. he makes the, <laughs> how the can you not remember about... the name coach Beard? It's literally described <laughs> that guy's that's entire character. That's, yeah. the, that's all you know about his name. And, <laughs> like, he, and it's in, he's the guy with the beard. He hands back the guy's phone and he's like, I deleted some apps to make the phone work better. <laughs> I was so proud of Apple for letting that stay in. Cause that is an iPhone. Yeah. It is not right, a way right, to make right. a phone perform better. Yeah. It's implying that the phone wasn't performing well. And I was like, wow, thank you for not touching that joke. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I felt proud of them. Right. Lex, you've got hardware. I got new hardware, you guys. You tried to gloss over it, but it's true. It's Sorry. here. Well, I want to know because you got a magic keyboard. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He's I got do a magic a new... keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a new iPad Pro 12.9 inch fourth generation with magic keyboard, and it's great. <laughs> I really, really, really like it more than I expected to. I have run into merely two hiccups both of which one of which i super knew about going in and the other of which I, I, is not a big deal so it caught fire yeah but uh, fire. the one the keyboard is basically just letters and numbers right and a couple other keys <laughs> tell me more about this keyboard <laughs> i i i know this was in a lot of the reviews but i really miss from having used the logitech keyboard on my old ipad pro for so long i really miss volume brightness and a sleep wake key on the keyboard mm-hmm. i miss those way more than i expected to and I, I hit delete a lot when i'm trying to lock it because i'm used to going to the upper right key to do so and i had to google it's really hard and maybe one of you knows maybe you don't there is a keyboard combination that works globally on the ipad to lock it it's an awkward one like command option escape or something there's not even an escape key it is not command option escape <laughs> You had one key right of the three. It's command. It is command, control, Q. Oh. And that's that's awkward. It requires my left hand do a lot more <laughs> than I'm comfortable with those fingers handling. I mean, all of it, potentially. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, and I really do miss bad. volume and brightness controls. In some video watching apps, the up and down keys are mapped to volume, which has worked mm-hmm. out well. But I, I'm a person, I realize, who rides the brightness and volume a lot and having to go into control center to do it is annoying that's fine when the next one comes out and it has a uh, touchpad on it then touch bar touch bar that was that joke (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it helps if you can remember the name of a stupid product the the trackpad on the keyboard is very cool i forget to use it much of the time and i sometimes trigger it accidentally with my wrist and when that happens, mostly you'll just see like the dot show up, the the cursor show up. Every once in a while, if I'm if I put too much weight on it and there's a click, I've now tapped something, but I didn't know that I tapped it. Like my hand is nowhere near there. But uh, I think that is just a behavior to learn to hold my hands the right way. But what I love the most is it's got great viewing angles. It the keyboard works really, really well. The trackpad is really cool, and I can pull it out with one hand, where. 
with my old case, the case would Excuse break me, a little bit. Oh, come on, you're better than this mold. With my old he's, case, he's really it not. would break a little bit with every time you pulled the iPad, removed it, and put it back in. Like it just it, you know, because it relied on pressure and and keeping it really tight. It was annoying to take it in and out. Uh, not the case with this. <laughs> Shut up. And I'm really enjoying it. Really, it's that's the best part. Like because if you want to use it without the case, you can just do so and it's so uh, here's my that part feels magic my question is i mean so you're not currently really traveling with it like you don't go anywhere so i'm curious about the weight issue i mean it is heavy right yeah it doesn't feel any heavier than my old ipad pro in its keyboard case Mm. which i got really used to Mm. um i often carry it open (laughs) if i'm just moving from room to room daredevil yeah i'm a wild (laughs) man but it's the weight doesn't bother me and it's it more more than any other iPad, it feels like one you could work on. As we've discussed many times on this very show, like it is annoying to do lots of kinds of work on an iPad, despite what people will tell you. <laughs> but it does feel like a super productive device. I really, really like it. I, I didn't say my second annoyance, which is just that sometimes if I have it near me and want to open it, which you can do by tapping the screen or tapping a key or clicking the trackpad, um, at a distance that I clearly like at my my desk setup, it's slightly too far for Face ID, so I have to lean in. Mm-hmm. It's like face too far away is the message that it displays, but I'm not losing sleep over that one. Can you use it as a laptop? How do you mean? I mean, like on your lap, <laughs> like like that was, can you do yeah, real yeah. work with it? A hundred percent. Yeah. So it was a very poorly phrased question, but now that we got your meaning, <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah, I, uh, I I was curious about that because I I kind of do that with the um, the smart keyboard, but it's always a little bit awkward because there's only one angle and it doesn't necessarily stand up the best. But I can kind of get away with it. It's just not. It's clearly not well designed for being a you know something that you put on your lap in the way that a MacBook would be. And I've heard that the 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 Magic Keyboard is better than that. But I just wanted I need it first definitely hand, is. First hand. I use it on my lap without thinking about it. The honestly, one weird thing, which is not a complaint but an observation, is that when you do pry the iPad off, the keyboard case looks bizarre. Like if it stays in ready to hold an iPad mode, like because of its default crease, it just <laughs> looks odd sitting somewhere. It just looks like it's it looks almost broken when it's in its default position without an iPad in it. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. I look like that too. <laughs> yeah well, nothing we can do about that though. no 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 <laughs> but all three of my kids separately asked why my ipad was floating it definitely has that kind of vibe when the ipad is yeah sitting in there magnetically that's cool it's great cool. you should all buy one it's yeah. good when we i when i think eventually yeah when i when we return to being occasionally outside i probably will but right now i, I just figure if i'm going to type something i'm probably going to grab my macbook yeah i'm saving all my pennies for a macbook replacement because i yeah. i had been writing a bunch of stuff on my iPad and it was fine. And then I went back to use my MacBook Air and work on it. And I was like, oh, but now I feel like I'm on a real computer. I know everyone's, I'm going to get messages about that. But I I don't know. I felt more comfortable. I'm much, it's much <laughs> easier. Suddenly Vatici woke up and he didn't know why. <laughs> I don't know what time. I don't know what time it is in Italy. It's, you know, it's like, <laughs> he was it's sleeping. Like, it's like eight, it's like 10 to <laughs> nine or something. <laughs> I don't know what his sleep schedule is. <laughs> That would be weird. <laughs> Amazon probably does. That's, that's probably true. <laughs> I I just I I'm really looking forward. The more time that goes by, like I posted the other day uh, to uh, to a friend that the um, 
going by with that MacBook Air is the gif of Han Solo telling the Millennium Falcon, come on, baby, hold together, you know, like when it's getting shot up. And I feel like every day with that MacBook is a little bit more like, all right, will it start up? How long will the battery last? Like what's working? What's not working? Because it Mm -hmm. is really just hanging by a thread at this point. And uh, a new, an ARM-based MacBook cannot come soon enough. And sounds like it may show up sooner rather than later, which I'm excited about. But, you know, I just don't know. I don't know. But I'm saving my pennies. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I like the image of Dan coming into a, an Apple store and just dumping a shit ton of pennies on the <laughs> counter. It's enough. Trust me. Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> Will they be in rolls or just like a... Like oh, no. A... It's a giant jar. Let's be, let's be clear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think with that many pennies, you should probably go with a, a pillowcase. Can I have a pig that I smash like on the table at the <laughs> oh. Apple store? <laughs> Yes. If you do have a lot of pennies and you're like, where can I put these to good use? You don't even that many pennies, but you should talk to Legacy Box because this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Legacy Box, Dan. Thanks. (laughs) Legacy Box (laughs) is a super simple mail-in service to have all your videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and pictures digitally preserved on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. With summertime officially coming to an end, (laughs) we've got fall on the brain. What were your favorite fall childhood memories? Apple picking, carving pumpkins, football games, maybe watching the leaves change. Did your parents capture those mem- those memories on camera? Are those recorded moments still trapped on outdated videotapes, film reels, or slides? Being able to preserve those memories is exactly what Legacy Box was created to do. Let them digitally preserve your past and bring new life to those trapped family memories. Legacy Box helps bring new life to your old media by unlocking those trapped family memories and putting them in a modern digital format that's easy to use. So uh, when I did this, uh, I sent in a bunch of old videotapes from the summer camp where I ran the video program, uh, the sleepaway camp that I used to go to. And just a couple days ago, my kids and I went to that same sleepaway camp and we spent the night there. They, I, I, having gone to that camp for nine years, I grew up with the guy who's now the director of the camp. And he's like, why don't you bring the family since they had to cancel the whole summer? And so I got to literally show the kids, here's where we shot that scene for that video I showed you, because I showed it to them since Legacy Box had digitized it. So I'm like a prime Legacy Box customer. <laughs> Legacy Box is um, the way for you to easily and affordably digitally preserve your past. The process from start to finish is so easy. You pack and send. Their team digitizes everything by hand. Then you enjoy looking back at all those fond memories. You must enjoy it. That's part of <laughs> that's part of the agreement. If you don't enjoy it, Legacy Box is going to find you. Get back perfectly preserved <laughs> digital copies on thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud, ready to watch, share, and enjoy. Plus, they keep you up to date with regular email updates throughout the digitizing process. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos and has helped over 850,000 families digitally preserve their past get started preserving your past today with our labor day sale go to legacybox.com slash rebound to get 50 percent off your first order order today and send in when you're ready the exclusive offer won't last for long legacybox.com slash rebound and save 50 percent while supplies last you don't have to be ready to send it in you just order it now they'll send you the box send it back when you're ready our thanks to legacy box for their support exclusively of the rebound <laughs> Nailed it. Very, very well done. (laughs) So there's a big report in Bloomberg this morning about uh, some of the details on what Apple's got in its pipeline for the fall. We are in September, amazingly. I cannot believe it's September, but yes, here we are, Uh, which means that there's an Apple event coming sometime. This month. Maybe. Maybe this month. Maybe early October. It's unclear. Yeah. 
I think based on the, there were a couple interesting things in there. One of which was that it sounded like Apple was eyeing releasing iOS 14 before releasing the phones. Now, whether that means like they might essentially hold an event at the end of September or mid September and say like, well, we're releasing iOS 14, you know, two days from now and we'll ship the phones in a few weeks or whether that means like they'll just release iOS 14 with not so much fanfare and then just, you know, late September, early October, do an event with phones. Unclear. Could go either way. But it sounds like they feel like iOS 14 is probably going to stay on the rough schedule that they've had. Like I went and looked this morning and almost every iOS release since iOS 5 or 6 has been released the third week of September. It's bounced around on days a bit, but it's almost always the third week of September. Hmm. Well, at this point, the public betas are stable enough for me that I don't think about the fact that I'm on a beta anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I had a problem this morning where every time I got into messages, it was just blank. And then it would like it would hang for about 30 seconds and then crash. I've I've Um, had that on other apps. Yeah, that's a feature. um, But I rebooted and it seems like it's fine now. So, I mean, it's not great, but uh, I mean, and then we get I continue to have the problem where. The widget's not updating, but we talked about that already. So yeah, and I feel like that's probably not going to get fixed. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's just how it's going to work. Yeah, probably. I think that is just how it's going to work. And I mean, my hope is simply that uh, somebody else, like um, Dark Sky or someone, will make a, a weather widget that I actually. Uh, I wouldn't hold use. your breath on Dark Sky. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, no, not Dark Sky. Um, I just threw out the first one I could think of, but they don't. <laughs> that's not going to happen. I mean, that the weather widget is based on Dark Sky now. You can tell they've incorporated. Well, it in the, the data betas. is right. The data is based on it, but not the, the design of it is too. Like I've noticed, for example, when it when rain is forecast, it switches to like a rain precipitation chart as Dark Sky does. So I think they've they've incorporated mm-hmm. elements of the design in the weather widget. It still looks like the the yeah. in the built-in iOS yeah. weather app, but I mean, they've incorporated well, you, information. You mentioned design. you mentioned I think last time that the the widget stuff is based on the stuff that we're, that's complications. on the, the same framework. Yeah, the yeah, complications. Yeah, and it's always seemed to me that I run into the same problem when I use Apple's weather complication, mm. but when I use carrots, it does actually update like if i if i tap through apples and go it'll show me like you know this is the actual weather and then i go back to the to the watch face and the complication has not updated whereas with uh carrot it does actually update, i've actually found so. it better with the with the current watch os beta it does seem okay. to me like the apple stuff is more uh you know con- like up to date <laughs> than it's been well, maybe in, maybe in ios 15 in elections yeah, right. they'll bring those features over to ios from the watch Back to the back to the phone. Uh, other stuff in the Bloomberg report included uh, a new iPad Air design, which would be um, like use an edge to edge screen, kind of like the iPad Pro, which seems like mm-hmm. that's the direction they're going with all the devices. So that's not surprising. Two new Apple Watch versions. Yeah, cheap one, right? Yeah. And I think they talked about like blood oxygen sensors in terms of what was actually available on it. Um, or like that's been the the going rumor, but I don't don't remember what else they said about this particular watch. Double checking. And the Apple Watch lineup, a successor to the Series Five and a replacement for the three that will compete with lower cost fitness devices such as those from Fitbit. So, I mean, compete on so price. A watch, but, a watch SE. Yeah, compete on price, but I mean, don't <laughs> expect it to look like a Fitbit. If we're yeah. going to talk about that, can we can we pause and talk about Amazon Halo for a yes, minute? Yes, we can. <laughs> 
Because you texted this while I was en route to that summer camp I referenced before. And if you didn't hear it, stop fast forwarding through the ads, you jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Go back and listen and you'll hear what I referenced that I went there. Uh, But I got on my watch while I was driving this text from Dan to me and Moltz about Amazon Halo. I believe, Dan, your joke was that it's a perfect device for Moltz who would never get this in a million years. So Amazon Halo. It's like his his nightmare. I've stopped stopped responding to those jokes. (laughs) It's their health and wellness band. First of all, I hadn't seen it when you texted it to me. And when you look at it, it looks... It looks broken. Like the picture yeah. looks like they're censoring the watch face. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It like, has a weird, because it, it's just a the thing band that goes, goes under over the band. where the watch yeah. face should be. Yeah. It's really weird. You know, it includes a membership fee, I guess. And it analyzes not just your sleeping and your movement. And after your first six months, you have to pay $4 a month for it to keep working. It also analyzes the tone of voice you're using yeah. when you're speaking because it, uh, that can impact or, or be a good s- signal for what your overall mood is. I think if you stop keeping your membership, you can still get your sleep time and your heart rate and your step tracking, which is good, but you can't get the tone of voice analysis, body composition measurements, and it's stuff more that seems to require like, study. you know, cloud based services or creeping on like you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the tone mm-hmm. of voice thing is wacky. And I, I would love to see the result for somebody on a podcast, like as we're sitting here now. <laughs> like, well, tell me, tell me, analyze the tone in my voice as I yell at my friends on a podcast. <laughs> I actually, I actually think it sounds really cool, that side. I wouldn't want to do it with Amazon. Uh, if Apple added that kind of functionality, I think we'd all look at it. Like, all it has to do is you have to believe the promise, but it has to listen to your tone, but not keep your words, right? <laughs> and if you can trust it to do that. But I'm just fascinated with the idea of whatever algorithm they're using to make that determination. Like, I don't know. There's something weird about a computer telling me if I'm happy or sad. <laughs> like, I, 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 yeah, I don't trust the computer. Where the computer knows better than you do. Where it tells you that it's screen free, so it's distraction free. Boy, does that seem like a line of bullshit. <laughs> I do have to say, actually thinking about this a little bit more right now, what I think would be really cool about this, or, or a, a version of this that I think would be really interesting, is something targeted at people who have, um, and this is kind of inverting the concept, but something targeted at people who have difficulty reading other people. I'm thinking of people who have like Asperger's and stuff like Mm. that, where it's like, I I can't pick up on cues from other people as well. And so it would be kind of cool to have a device that would analyze, you know, the tone of people talking to you, for example, and having that be able to signal to you the, the tone of their voice to help you read those cues, those social cues. But that requires a whole different problem, which is now you're just listening to everybody else talk. So maybe, I mean, let me put it this way. I have 100% faith that that device will exist someday, (laughs) whether it's from Amazon or something else. I think as you said that, you sounded mostly friendly and somewhat delighted, whatever that's worth. (laughs) A little trepidatious, too. There's just like a 10% bit of trepidatious in there. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I mean needless to say I am um I'm not I'm not going to wear a band that is made by a company that shares um information with the police department. <laughs> I just want John's family to get it for him like they did with the Echo and see how that goes. <laughs> so I can return it. Well, I like I like the idea that they send it to him with a little passive aggressive note about like John, maybe your mood mm-hmm. needs Yeah, right. monitoring. <laughs> You should use this. You should use this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm also a little wary. Like, there was some stuff in there about the... Um, so, essentially, it takes picture... 
like you put your phone down and then use it to take pictures of yourself and that's how it figures out like the body composition stuff and they said they specifically put in stuff to prevent people because you could adjust it to like you know reflect for example changes in your body composition but that they put in safeguards to prevent you from adjusting it in such a way that it would give you like an unhealthy or dangerous like image or something like that so basically so that it wouldn't be like yes you can look like this if you starve yourself but it's so but it's totally cool to send to send amazon pictures of yourself in like your underwear don't worry about that between you and jeff bezos yeah that's right (laughs) and he doesn't have any weird things going on yeah yeah he's he's never sent weird pictures well i mean he just sends them back he sends pictures back to you when you send them to him right like that's how it works (laughs) this is like a a slight downer so we'll make it quick but before i knew you guys when i had co-founded a diet tracking startup this was in the pre-iphone era it was called the daily plate it's now part of livestrong.com. It still exists. But when we built this site, it was, you know, one of the calorie counting style apps. Um, it was before the MyFitnessPals and whatnots of the world. And very early on, we had to put in controls behind the scenes and even would push people to get help from a community that I didn't even know existed, which was the pro-Anna community. Oh my God. Which were when when people would come in who were anorexic and would try to trick the system to say like i'm two feet tall so my calorie goal should be 300 calories a day or whatever Lord. and man did that suck and busting those people up and finding them and getting them to not use the site for that purpose was just the worst part of that whole startup experience of an otherwise pleasant experience so i get what you're saying that amazon's trying to do in terms of not giving you unattainable body goals but i my hunch is that it works in multiple directions yeah no that seems seems plausible i think I think they're going to find it's a bigger challenge than they expected, but I think Amazon has also struggled very hard with trying to get uh, devices that compete with other companies. Like, I don't know, I saw something the other day about like, oh yeah, Amazon selling their wireless earbuds again. I was like, I don't think those went anywhere. Like there are a whole bunch of devices they have come out with in the past couple of years that really have been like the throwing, uh, you know, (laughs) throwing stuff at the wall Mm -hmm. and see what sticks. Like the thing that, that Lex, I think you and I both had that thing that you put in your car that was like the... I still use it. You still use it? Yeah. Oh man, I do do not. But I I mean, I think they tried like a whole bunch of stuff. There's like an Echo that's like a wall plug. I don't know. It's, they they have really (laughs) tried everything. It suggests that thing to me all the time. That wall plug Echo, every time I go to Amazon, it's like, this is what you want. I'm like, nope. It's funny because the one thing I wanted was the thing that apparently was just a total garbage fire, which was they had a clock that you could put in that would show your timers on it. And so it was like a wall clock, but it would also had like a display on it. So if you set a timer on the Echo, it would show you an opting. But apparently it it was shit. It just did not work very well. So I think they they discontinued it. But like, yeah, there's they've tried a lot of things and a lot of them have been very unsuccessful. Uh, I think they still sell that clock. <laughs> do they? Okay. They, they, I think they had to do a revamp on it because I believe I read a review of the first version of it, at least, that said that it, it just did not work. There were lots of bugs. I think it. it's one of the worst reviewed Amazon-made devices on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, which is a shame because it's like, that's a cool idea and it's something that I would actually use and apparently it's just shitty. I was going to say other stuff that was in that Bloomberg report. One suggestion, Apple will ship the lower end phones sooner than the pro versions so that there may be more of a staggered release. Uh, and I think they said that the current thinking is you'll have a 5.4 inch and 6.1 inch version of the regular iPhones, which I assume is basically the iPhone 12. 
and the pro versions right. will have a 6.1 or a 6.7 which would be the largest display apple's ever put in a phone that doesn't mean necessarily that the chassis will be that right like we don't know how the that's just the screen yeah the screen versus the exterior of the phone but yeah. i mean it's they're pretty close to edge to edge these days so it's going to be pretty right. big i would imagine so i'm going to be you know yeah those are going to be big and i'm going to be mad about the small one that seems right yeah and, that seems like what they do to me. Uh, that they will use squared edges similar to the iPad Pro. So going back to sort of a more iPhone 4 through 5S design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Again, again, I'm angry. Yep, sure, that seems right. <laughs> and that the uh, midnight green will be replaced by a dark blue color option on the Pro models. Which also has been sort of floating around there for a little while. I like blue. I'm okay with blue. I like the midnight green, but I like blue. Yeah, I don't care about the color so much. Whatever phone. it is for me is going to end up in a case, so I have no idea. Like, I, I just remembered that I had a midnight green at one point. I use a, I use a clear case, and it has definitely gotten pretty, uh, pretty yellowed after a year. So it was fine mine's, for a while. Yeah, I mean, mine's only a few months old, but it's still, it's still going pretty well. Um, so yeah, I can see the green through it, but it's definitely just not it. I mean, I bought like a ten dollar, you know, silicone case. Yeah, or I don't think I spent much on mine either. I will not buy the Apple case this year. I fell prey to that last year. Not again. Would you be surprised to hear that I, the household bought a new iPhone in the last week? <laughs> a little bit, I think. The heck you say? Yeah, so Hank's, Hank's 7 Plus finally died. Mm. So I had, to, I had to break down and get him a, I got him a 10 arm. Oh, wow. Okay. Which he was very happy about. So I can imagine. He's yeah, like, hey, I have a better was, phone uh... than my dad. <laughs> not really. The internals of the SE are better than the, the 10 R. Okay. The 10 R is older the 10r is oh, right. from the 10R. yeah go last go, 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 go. not this past year but the year before yeah get ready i mean that's yeah. that's going away this year i'm i'm sure i think yeah right so thank you let's get away from the uh the roman numeral era because that was a branding just bizarre decision. yeah that was not, not great right? 11 12 great i think that that makes a lot of sense stick to that <laughs> also they'll probably have lidar and they'll probably have 5g although what i've there was a, a story uh, from, or a thing from Ming-Chi Kuo that suggested essentially there are different flavors of 5G and that right. the version of 5G that we're likely to get at least on the, probably on the 12, 12 Pro is more of a question. Yeah, the lower ones will get the slower 5G and right. the, higher, the pros the, will get the faster. The, the millimeter 5G. wave or whatever, which I think is, I don't know what the deployment on that is like though, because that one needs a lot more, apparently the that one requires towers that have a much lower range, so they need to be more of them you gotta be standing right next to the tower gotta be standing right next to the tower and microwaves your brains um 5g is bad for you that's what i've heard right that's how that works man i can't wait for that they already had it what are you talking about you know getting my brain microwaved. Oh, okay yeah well i don't know 2020s kind of felt Sign like that at times yeah i'll be first in line and in addition i saw in this report they suggested that there would also be a smaller home pod which you've heard about for a while uh and the those mysterious uh headphones apple headphones like the airpod studio or whatever yeah yeah uh that's a lot of stuff you guys have issues oh it is do you guys have issues with your airpod or similar devices where sometimes you put them in and one ear doesn't turn on yes do you still have issues like that, I should say? Mm, from time to time. I, not super frequently, I don't, but yeah, but definitely happens. I did talk, I think I talked about this last week. I mean, Karen says she's been having that problem, but I, I also think that she's just got, because she's got three different pairs of AirPods, I think she's just got them mixed up. 
there, there, it is a thing. I, I sometimes it just doesn't correct. Like you'll have to put it back in the case and take it out again or something like that. Something goes I, wonky. I had but... two friends ask me about that in the past week. Like what? Are, I'm like, well, listen, it happens to my non-AirPod AirPods all the time, and I have to put one to put the one that doesn't turn on back in the case, and then you take it out of the case, and then it magically works. It feels like that should be a solvable problem, <laughs> but I think it I does know, seemingly affect everybody except Malt. Bluetooth is a thing yeah. that is extremely wonky Thank at you. times. I think. <laughs> The Mac has always been worse about AirPod Pro pairing for me than the yes. iOS devices. Absolutely. Yeah. And the range I have is had also no worse. issues yes. with the pairing for my Mac in the uh once I started using Tooth Fairy. That really okay. that solved those yeah, issues. Yeah, no, I still I still I still cannot pair it with my MacBook. And I think it's mostly because this is the machine that I use for podcasting and I think it has something to do with switching sound inputs because I I can't think of any other reason why it would be just that. Although uh, I also use it with, you know, Bluetooth keyboard sometimes in a Bluetooth, you know, the trackpad. So maybe that's the other. My feeling is Bluetooth on the Mac sucks uh, yeah. and has long sucked. I used to feel that way. I no longer do. Mm, look at this guy. Just as of this conversation. No, like in the past year or two, it feels like it's gotten way better. Like you guys use, I'm assuming, Bluetooth keyboard and mice. They tend to work all the time. Right? Oh, no, mine. I have definitely have days where like it will decide to connect and reconnect and unconnect from my from my keyboard yeah. rapidly. Yeah. Dan doesn't need the word yeah. disconnect. Sometimes for reasons that are inexplicable to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. The AirPods work fine with my Mac Mini, which I don't have anything Bluetooth, any other Bluetooth thing connected to. And and I also don't change the audio inputs on that, so I still haven't figured out. What yeah, the models may di- may make a difference too, right? Like MacBooks may be more responsive or just like less interference and something mm-hmm. than the like the iMacs for some reason. I don't know. Might be a different radio, different yeah. chip, different ages of things. I mean, my my iMac is a 2017, I want to say. So you know, say it. 2017. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I just checked, and yeah, so I'm using a 2018 MacBook Pro. Yeah, and maybe it, they've gotten better. It definitely. I, I use my Apple Bluetooth headphones, Powerbeats Pro, um, with it are. all the time, and it really does pair nicely. And I can. The only thing it does actually is sometimes it wants to stay connected too long. Sometimes you put <laughs> they the get AirPods, a, they get along the, a little bit too well. <laughs> but no, it loves you, the you AirPods the, too much. I don't know if this has happened to you, but you, has this ever happened to you? But you put <laughs> them back in the case and close the case up, and then it's still sending the output to the, the headphones in the case. That I've charging. never had. I have never had that happen. I think that's a power. I think you Pro made that up. From what <laughs> I think it's a Powerbeats Pro problem. I think it's because, unlike in the AirPods case where they can only be seated perfectly, basically if they're in, I think they can be seated imperfectly uh, in no, the other yeah. case because right. it's kind of like you have to push them down. A little bit. You, you yeah. say it's a yeah. less perfect union, basically. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's just the country. Like, Dan. Just like this one. I think as I. As, I, as I've mentioned before, I think like I do have the issue sometimes where I don't know what device it's connected to, and I go out to take a walk and I hit play, and like suddenly one day it was just like getting really staticky and dropping. I'm like, what is going on? And then I realized it was in my iPad connected to my iPad, which is still in the house, and I was like a hundred feet down the street or something. Yeah, I was like, yep, right. that'll do it every single time. Yeah. That's what I think I've noticed about um, the hand washing thing on the wa- on the watch is like I will <laughs> if if it just gets to the point where it sees my Wi-Fi. It's like time to wash your hands. And I'm like, I'm a block away. <laughs> Do it. Do it now. Cannot I was gonna say, I didn't get to mention right this because you guys talked about it in the week I was gone. But I really like the hand washing thing. I think it's gotten better. Uh, but my funniest thing for yeah. it always is like, on some occasions, it seems to not realize you've washed your hands until the very end, and all of a sudden, it will just do the immediate like 
zoop, all the mm. way to the end, like, good job, yeah. uh, which I really enjoy. I, and I really like that they replaced it. I don't know. I like that they replaced it with the thumbs up emoji in the latest beta yeah. instead of the little yeah. messages. I do enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, I liked it when it was rotating or I thought it was rotating at some point. That, yeah, it was rotating and that was fine. But I do like the thumbs up emoji. I get annoyed because sometimes, it, like you said, it catches it right away. And other times I'm like, is it even noticing? Because I don't want it to. Yell. I don't like when my watch yells at me that I didn't wash my hand enough when I'll I did. St- I will stand here washing my hands until it tells me yeah. it's okay as the skin <laughs> flays off. Your yeah. Mouth. Yeah. I also really enjoy when it gets tricked, which is not very often and is, you know, it's pretty good. But like I was outside using the hose and it's like 16 more seconds. And it's like, no. Yeah. The, closest, the only issue yeah, I get I into know. it is a garden. Uh, washing the dishes. Exactly. Because, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Close enough, right? As you, you might just know. have to get good at ignoring it. Like there, like I said before, like there, there are times when I'm not, I'm not doing a COVID wash. I'm not washing my hands for 20 seconds. It's fine. I just need to. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to get some oil off my hands. Never shaking your hand. Yeah. Every yeah. once in a while, it gives you that message that it leaves up. Like washing your hands for 20 seconds is a great way to not die. Like I don't like when it's that angry. I've you never seen. I mean? yeah. I've never gotten mm-hmm. that one. Oh no, I've I've gotten that. Look at this hand washer. uh, (laughs) I'm a little obsessive about it. As you guys may recall, we uh, earlier this year launched a a feature called Rebound Prime. What? At prime.reboundcast.com. Why do I not get told about these things? Why why are Dan and I not informed? Where our fans can sign up to get bootleg episodes, a bonus episode that we've done pretty much every week since we started, and uh, also the ability to submit questions. And we have one question this week from Rebound Prime subscriber Eman. And Eman asks, what is your go-to app for doom scrolling? Oh my what gosh, is your go-to Jesus. app for doom scrolling? For me, it's being alive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Twitter? What else do you use Twitter for yeah. these days? Is there something beneficial yeah, you could be using Twitter for? No, I it haven't may found be it. that the question is really, what Twitter app are you using? I will say, actually, this is a great uh, question because this is something I've been thinking about recently. I use TweetBot. I've used for a long time yeah. on both my Same-sies. my iPhone and my iPad and my Mac. And I will say, I feel like it is getting crappy. <laughs> the Mac version of TweetBot for me has a lot of bugs. Uh, frequently in the last few weeks, I started getting a thing where I'll click on a video uh, and it will like do the thing where it starts to expand it into a window. And either it uh-huh. won't start playing or it will like these days I've get ones where it freezes halfway through doing the expanding to the middle of your screen yeah. thing. And I was like, what is yeah. going on? Like, why is this suddenly right. become often, harder? Yeah, often I just go to the web. Like, if, the, if it's a video, yes, I just go, open go to the, the web page in Safari. Yes. Yeah, I feel like the Mac version has gotten very little love. And for a while there, it had been several months between updates for the iOS version. And that was disappointing to well, me. Well, you know, they got, they, got, they got screwed by Twitter. So it's not, I mean, I don't, I don't hold it against them particularly. Yeah, but um, like even bug fixes, they weren't doing jack for like six yeah. or seven months and i was like there's definitely bugs in this <laughs> like right uh right and they may have been unscrewed slightly by twitter i don't know what the impact of these api changes that they've announced right. are but i i i'm still i'm waiting for like a, a major feature release because i i think that the beta that, that the new api is still in early access only although i imagine it's also it would qualify unclear as to whether the because st- twitter is clearly targeting mainly like institutions that want to use this there is stuff available but yeah. it's unclear whether a client like tweetbot or twitterific is something that they're encouraging with this i just don't know it's kind of down in the weeds right but i agree yeah. i would like to see I- it <laughs> Uh, yeah, I too use Tweetbot. 
my annoyance is like how it handles links to Instagram, for example, particularly mm-hmm. on the Mac where like it'll just show you the picture. But if I want to see it in its Instagram context with the caption or whatever, you can't get to it easily. And I think that their help on their website is a bit out of date because when I installed it on the iPad, I don't know, restoring a new iOS device, I still find annoying. Like it's better than it used to be by a wide margin, but still a pain. Even if I'm using iCloud backups to restore I find many, many apps want me to log in all over again. And in some cases, like TweetBot, that means I have to reset up all my accounts again, all of which I find annoying. And then Dan texts me, did somebody just sign into the rebound account on Twitter? (laughs) Um, Who was it? I want their name. Who's me? But I was trying to figure out how to get it to sync because for a while the iPad wasn't syncing my timeline location with my other devices. And so I checked their website to figure out where that preference was. And it says where the preference is, but it's not there. I think it's not even a preference anymore. I think it's just by default how it works. And I couldn't get it to work for a while. I don't know why it started working. So yeah, I, I, I have to for doom scrolling. I have to la- laugh slightly. Incidentally, I went to look when the last update for the Mac was, and it was a week ago. And in the list, the number one thing on the list of release notes is improved video playback. I'm like, no, you made it worse. <laughs> That was the first update in 10 months. So Nice. Yeah, I guess just really getting my doom scrolling on. Meanwhile, we put out an episode of this show every goddamn week. I'm too much, some might say. <laughs> Is this a doom listening show? I don't really know. I feel like, so yeah, just, just a, a, a digression here, but my friend Tony Sindelar and I used to have a podcast, one of the first podcasts I ever did. It was a podcast he and I did called the Doomcast, where we would take things that we saw in the news, usually things that were like bizarre things, like the time a shark ended up on a bus in Miami, <laughs> and we like you know just have this show where we riffed about things. I feel like we were ahead of our time though in talking about things that <laughs> presage doom. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so maybe we can't bring it back now. It's a little too on the nose. I just believe it's all your fault. It's also possible that it's all my fault. I blame Tony. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I can live with that. It's agreed. It's agreed.